thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Culture Capture Spotlight podcast. I'm Joe, and today I'm being joined with Jams the Flavor Child. What's up, world? It's Jams the Flavor Child. Uh, yeah, bro. I mean, I've been looking forward to doing this one for a minute. Uh, thanks for coming on today and like joining me for the interview. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Thank you for having me. What have, uh, like, how was your day? Like, what were you up to before, you know, we sat down? Today? <laughs> oh, no. Well, today, today, today's a good day, man. Low key. I was just out, uh, you know, we we're here in Chicago. It's a beautiful day. I was out, uh, just moving around, uh, saying what's up to some friends. I actually got put on my first Spotify editorial playlist today, which is exciting. Um, I've never been put on. I've been put on a lot of playlists, uh, but never on a Spotify editorial playlist. Um, so that's exciting. And what else? What else? What else? You know. And then you know that XXL magazine thing happened. So you know, put that up today. And other than that, just cooling, man. Cooling, cooling. No basketball on today. You know. So just chilling. Yeah. No, we got. Uh, we're recording this in the middle of the NBA Finals. We got Game Four. What tomorrow night? Right? Wednesday night. Yeah, tomorrow night, yeah. And um, that'll be really fun. I mean, I don't know. Giannis, Giannis does not look injured. Uh, like, he looks fully healthy. So I, I, that's going to be – I think it's going to go seven games. Yeah, he's going to shack attack. Um, for those listening, like, let's just start right out the gate. Like, describe, like, your music style um, to those listening who might not already be familiar. Um. I think uh, I think my style is like that you can't put my style in a box, uh, you know. And I'm not saying I make like <laughs> you know, I'm the only one making the type of music I bake or whatever. But you know, I'm not necessarily trying to like emulate or anything. Or, you know, I make great hip hop music. I make music that make people feel good, and you know, about everything. You know, I'm just myself when I make music. You kind of gotta take a listen to find out. You know. Yeah, man. No, that's 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 pretty accurate. And like. You're you were born in England, right? And then you moved to Chicago. When did you move to Chicago? Uh, like pretty much when I was a baby, you know, like when my family could just bring me over here. Um, yeah, you know, but raised uh, my dad's from England, my mom's from the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, you know, raised pretty much uh, mostly in the suburbs, and then moved to the city like as a young adult. But I was back and forth a lot, but wasn't like we're in 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 all the way in the city till I was like a young adult, I guess, like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, and then you moved out to Chicago and is that like when you were around started to like do music and take music as like a job and like a career? No, nah, definitely not. Nah. It was it was before that. Uh, to be honest, like my move to Chicago was so actually I had a music manager that moved me to Chicago. And it was more so like I was in the birds and he was like, we got to come to Chicago. Like, we got to get a crack and we got to move around together and everything. And so that was why I moved to the city. But actually kind of like, you know, it was it was different because I was just at my mom's house, like rapping in the basement. And, <laughs> and the real reason why I was like with moving to the city in a second was because my mom had kicked me out the house. And, you know, I needed to do something ASAP. And um, so that's why I ended up moving to the city and doing like working uh you know, in that capacity, and then, but at the time, like, I was just rapping in my mom's basement, I had a little studio set up, and, like, that was all life was, and then, like, the snap of a finger, you know, I had to, like, figure out how to pay rent, and, you know, feed myself, and, you know, all that type of stuff, and so, naturally, it took away from a lot of the music, actually, when I moved to the city. 
Right. So when, when how long have you, would you say you've been working on like your career? Like when would you say it started? Like I put out, I put out my first song. I put out my first song when I was like 16, maybe 15, 16. So yeah, you've been you've been going at it for a minute now. You're no new artist, so it like, how much does that kind of play into how you make moves and like how you get around Chicago and like other places as well? Um, oh no, it's, it's interesting. You know, it's uh, I definitely like. There's a lot that plays into it on the business side. You know what I'm saying? But moving around, like you know, physically, obviously, I know a lot of people that you know been you know, making music and been, like, in and out of studios and, just, you know, freestyling at parties and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I know a lot of people in the community and stuff like that. And But I'd mostly say, like, the, the main place I apply the experience is on the business end, you know. Um, I've just, I've, I've made music for long enough. Like, I'm all in with my chips, so to say, and it'd be crazy to, like, give them up at this point, you know, because I really have, you know, I have the knowledge I need to have and, you know, I've taken the losses I need to have taken and, you know, I'd say that's really the the biggest advantage, you know. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about the album you dropped end of June, uh, Made with Love. Um what it took you about a year uh, start to finish to, you know, work on the project and then release it. Um it's an incredible project. It's really, really strong. Um, one of my favorite projects to like drop this summer. And I want you to kind of go into detail about like the, the whole journey of it and like when it started you know what i mean and like the creative energy that kind of went into like <coughs> the first month and first couple weeks you know like back last summer going into the fall like planning out this album like what were you envisioning and like how obviously it turned out yeah yeah well thank you for the love um Maybe with love, it it took a little bit to like come out, you know, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't really take that long to make, you know. Made it in about like two, three months, uh, and so when I when I first made Made with Love, like when I first started making Made with Love, I first went to Pittsburgh, like in like I went there once in in like October of what's that like twenty twenty twenty, and then. I came back in like in you know January 2021 to like really clock in, and I was really just going there to work with Billy, uh, Billy Hoyle, the producer. And when I clocked in there with Billy, um, I was there, and on like the second session that I had, I was working with DJ Afterthought. He was uh, mixing it, and Billy, uh, and you know they were kind of asking me like, "Yo, what do you want to do with your project?" And um, Knowing that I was kind of in the same building as E. Dan, I was like, shit, I want E. Dan to mix the project if he can, you know, if it's something he's into. And, you know, they kind of hooked it up and blessed me. And, you know, he, he had heard the, my music and checked it out. And it was something he was into. And we just had, like, a, a, a great conversation that made me feel really good about where I was at musically. And then, like, the same time, Jeremy was sending through beats and me and Billy were working every day. So I ended up just, like, canceling my flight home being on a one-way ticket and staying there for about like three months and um that was really in that three months that was when you know made with love was was born and yeah that you know that was kind of the process behind it and you know just just making music at the crib and you know bringing it to the studio making music in the studio and you know just making like a high quality mixtape i feel like it was really overdue for me uh just some like some fly shit something to smoke too um, you know, something to live to, 
and it's uh you know it's a nice well-rounded mixtape like that you know yeah no and and like the whole part of the journey of like going out branching out of chicago off some like connections you've had and like billy hoyles like he's the first guest of the show and like what he told me billy about how Benjamin. You, yes sir uh <laughs> what you told me about like what he told me excuse me about how you guys first met was back when he was like a blogger and yeah. how like you reached out to him to write articles about like some of your like older music and it's it's cool that like you guys like rekindled like sometime in that whatever summer fall period before you bought your ticket out there um to just work so like talk about like first the people like you know e dan you mentioned afterthought Julian, uh obviously you know billy as well and like just talk about how that scene was maybe like more refreshing or just whatever for you you know yeah uh you know it's like when one door closes another one opens you know and I think uh, I just need to go make music somewhere else, you know. I've been making music in Chicago forever with the same people for a long time. And music's music. It's not like it's not like a sports team that you can't, like, go hang out with some other people and you're being disloyal, or, you know. Uh, music is music, and, you know, I just need to go make some music with some other people. And also, like, I think before when I was making music with the same people, we really got used to each other and I had like a lot of control. And uh, when I was over there, it was more so just like, all right, what's the best song you could write right now? You know, like what are we doing right now? What are we rapping? You know, what's the best beat with the best song we can make right now? And like, let's just keep doing that. Let's do two or three of those a day. And it kind of just got me in that zone, man. And then, you know, talking to the E and everything and like Derm being involved, and it was just really cool. And it was kind of like, you know, like a validation process of sorts, you know, which is which is an interesting process. But, you know, it felt really good and it was it was necessary and what I needed in my career at the time. And, you know, obviously them dudes are legendary in the mixtape space with everything with Mac Miller and Wiz Khalifa and, you know, being around those platinum plaques and then knowing you in the same studios as these dudes that came before you making just like really good music. Um, it was fun, man, just being like really present in the moment and, you know, making good music yeah right on and like then talk about going to pittsburgh like you know a really neat scene if you like really dive into it and like you were obviously in it you know being out there for like months on end uh working just kind of like how has that change of pace for you as like an artist and then obviously like on the personal side of it too um it was cool man you know it's very musical you know for me personally just like going over there and doing music like 24 7 and just waking up and like having nothing to do besides waking up and making the music um for me that's like the lifestyle thing that was just amazing you know and that's what i need to be doing and um man the pittsburgh music scene is special bro you know like i said those dudes have really legendary careers and like id labs is really dope because it's never left pittsburgh you know that could be like in la or in another city whatever it may be and that's still in Pittsburgh, and, you know, the music seems really cool like that. It's tight-knit, like, you know, the Taylor Gang offices and is in ID Labs, and it was cool. Like, you get to see all these guys, and, you know, you feel the community aspect to it, for sure. Yeah, and so that's, like, the actual making of the album. And then, like, when you got back, what was kind of on the agenda for you to, like, nail down before dropping it? Um... Just the business shit, you know, I'm 100% independent, you know, and I'd say, like, 
it was just really time for me to take my stuff serious and really start running my shit like you know the ceo of my own business and because uh, I am, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, just being like, uh, I'm all about the music, you know what I'm saying? And it was just really time for me to step up into that business role and making sure my music was supposed to get heard like it deserves to be heard. And, you know, no one's ever going to put that value on it like you're going to put that value on it. And I was really confident when I came back um, to Chicago with the project and I was just moving around, showing it to a bunch of people and, you know, trying to uh, kind of like work with the right people but at the same time I was definitely pretty comfortable putting it out just like by myself and making that shit happen and um, that was actually you know when I met Tara who, who's my new manager and uh, you know that's when she came on board to kind of work on the project with me and uh, you know flash forward to today and you know she's my manager but yeah that's, that was like what happened after the project was finished um just kind of behind the scenes and shooting all the videos getting the content ready just getting the whole aesthetic right and you know what i'm saying making sure it's a real well, well-rounded project but at the same time you know what i'm saying it's, it's, it's a mixtape you know and it's a flasher and it's overdue and you know what i'm saying it's gonna keep it hot didn't want to like stay on it for you know too long even though it's a really special piece of music you know Right, right, and there were there was a lot of different content just because you know I saw a little bit of it, um, a lot at least in Chicago. Like after you made the album, you know, like going to the diner um, to go shoot the album cover and like um, the countless music videos. Like how many total videos is like six or seven? Man, there's like well, there's. Well, there's two lyric videos, Down Bad, the Lemon Tree lyric video, which are like those super eight film videos, which are really dope. And then there's Fuck the World music video, a Sunday Morning music video, and All Gas No Breaks music video. And then there's one more music video um, that I have shot in the pocket. And then I think I'm going to do a music video to Down Bad, because that seems like the, the people's favorite right now, the fan favorite. So, right yeah. On. And but yeah, a lot of videos, man, you know, my, my real concept with that, too, you know, it's not like just trying to, like, shoot a bunch of videos and go viral, you know, it's really, like, to jump out of the Instagram space and, you know, jump on that music space, jump into, you know, this, this Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube space, you know, where you could really, you know, absorb somebody holistically, you know, and see, see artists from the whole angle, so... You know, I really like to like provide the visuals for the music because it just gives the music like a new lifespan and, you know, brings it to a bunch of new eyes and ears on, on YouTube. And then hopefully, you know, when people watch one video, they could dive, kind of dive into the whole, you know, the whole thing and go down that rabbit hole. And, you know, that's kind of like my philosophy behind doing all the videos. Right. And you and I also kind of liked how you released like your release format was, you know, kind of dropping singles like you drop down bad you drop lemon tree you drop sunday morning all gas no breaks if i'm correct and a, a couple more even uh, and i i like that because it, it keeps kind of fans coming back and it made it like a bigger build up to like the full finished product and the experience like had you ever released music like that before was that something where like in terms of rollout purposes and like you say like the business side of it um like are you glad you made that decision or like, you know, for the next projects, like how do you feel like that like process would go differently or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I think like it's a little less planned than it looks, you know, it's definitely strategic and all that stuff. But, um, 
I just think it was like it's what it calls for, you know, it's how you like extend the lifespan of the music too. And um it's no rules with music, you know. I think like it's good to experiment with your rollouts and you know, if you're making a bunch of music you make a bunch of fire music, you know, which I do, you know. <laughs> uh, but I think like you know, you, you can experiment with music and you can release it in different ways and you know, with this one, I, I kind of wanted to put out a bunch of singles and put out videos and, you know, like with coming back from quarantine and all that type of shit, man, just really like raise the bar with like really high quality stuff and make people really excited to see the stuff. And, you know, I also feel like a project sometimes can't get appreciated. So maybe if you put people in on like three or four or five singles, you know, they'll go ahead and listen to the whole project because they kind of get how you're coming, you know, and... Yeah, like I said, there's no rules to this stuff. I always say, like, you got to move like water and, you know, figure out whatever works best for you and, you know. But, yeah, I had a project called Clarity, and that was the mixtape that came out before Made With Love. And it's fire. And it's got, like, a quarter million streams. They're like, no, it has more than that. It's got, like, 350 or 400,000 streams. And, you know, I came out with a similar rollout with that, but this one was just, like, the 2.0, 3.0 little level up you know yeah um and we're going to talk about clarity a little later and like kind of the, the pre-covid part of uh everything with life here but um yeah. i want to get back kind of to the content side of things because you you have a whole bunch of stuff coming too like um is it okay to talk about the couch interview that you have dropping and like you just got featured in double xl magazine as an artist to watch and it's kind of clear like okay you just drop this project and people are catching on to your style and like are picking up on your yeah. music and, and are seeing your hustle and like you know obviously that's a validating thing for like you know any person in anything with life you know what i mean like when you kind of reach some goals you know you you feel something there but like how much has it been for like the motivation side of things of like damn i'm gonna go like 10 times harder of like you're gonna kind of more enter that prime as we say in the athlete world where it's like people are you know, just further climbing the ladder. Like, how do you, is that how you're kind of feeling right now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it feels good, bro. You know, I just, uh, how I feel right now, it's just like there's nothing to do besides to, just to get better, you know, and just like lock in the studio and just like, it's a good feeling. I mean it like so literally, like, you know, if I just get like, you know, you said like the athlete thing, like it's like getting in the starting lineup. Like you spend so much work and you might have to do like, you might have to get a little bit outside of your game plan, like, to, to finally crack that starting lineup, right? And when you crack the starting lineup, like, you you know, you want, you hone yourself in a little bit and get back to yourself, and, like, you're like, okay, cool, now we're young. Like, if I do the best that I could do, like, if I put in the most work that I could put in, if I'm, if I'm at the gym every day taking, you know, 500 shots, then when it, you know, when it's my time, like, I know I'm going to execute, you know? And that's just how I feel right now, and, you know, I'm, I'm in that frame of mind, man. Yeah, and you you've know, been, the, uh, the, the off season. Yeah, and you've been uh, you've been performing shows too. I mean, you've had a couple of shows since the project dropped. Well, only like a week and a half ago, right? In two weeks maybe. You've had a few shows in the yeah. city. Um, yeah. The JP Graziano's one. You had one at Tunnel. Talk about yeah. like the energy at the shows and and what it was like to kind of pull people out. You know, like day before the fourth, and you still had a really dope turnout there. And um, you know, your mom was there. Even it was a really kind of a special event. Um, yeah. you know, talk about that a little bit too. And just like, 
Man, why don't you talk about it, bro? You were in the drug zone, man. <laughs> <laughs> you bringing up this vlog content if you guys haven't checked out his vlogs on YouTube as well. Um, yeah. Which yeah. I'm going to get into as well in a second. But, yeah, get back. Yeah. Give me that answer on those shows. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the shows are tight. The shows are super tight. It feels good to be back on stage. Man, I was rusty, bro. Like, the first show I played, you know, kind of hit me like right before I was on stage. I was like, damn, I played a show in a year and a half. Like, maybe I should have prepared a little more, <laughs> which is, like, so not like me. But, uh, the, yeah, that was the first show. It was a good time, man. It just feels good to be back on stage. And then the show at Graziano is definitely a legendary event. And, uh, you know, it feels good just, like, you know, taking risks and setting trends. And, you know, no one's ever done a show like that. And, uh to do a pop-up show on just like two or three days notice at midnight on July 3rd outside like and you know to bring out that many people and everything it, it's it's cool man it's special and it means a lot and it's uh you know it's, it's exciting right now man it's exciting you know we'll see what's up with some future shows like you know we'll see what's up with the whole maybe some after parties like with a lot of these festivals and then you know i might do a headlining show in chicago too you know so we'll see what's up but and maybe even a tour you know we'll, we'll see what's going on with all that and uh like you just mentioned a minute ago you got your vlog uh dropping like of what you've been doing basically post made with love um talk about that talk about where that's going like how long you're going to be doing the vlog for um and just kind of its intention yeah, well, you know, the vlog is called Moving and Grooving. And, you know, the intention is just to take, like, a deeper look into me and just have, like, a raw, uncut look into me and, you know, show show my personality a little bit more and, uh, like, feel the curtain back a little bit more and just be a little bit more live and in the moment. And, you know, we uh, I'm always with the guys, you know, Michael and Kendall, the Argo Archive guys, and, we just always shoot so much fire shit and we, you know, we're capturing so many memories and, you know, like I said, whether it's just, uh, you know, wins and losses, uh, just doing fly shit, uh, you know, being somewhere for the first time in a new city, uh, you know, clocking sessions till 4 a.m. or you could just chill it, you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy because my life is definitely not always that crazy, <laughs> but, uh, you know, all that type of stuff, man. And, uh, like, as far as how long it'll go, uh, I don't know, you know, we'll see what's up with all that. Um, you know, but probably for a minute, for sure, like, I think we'll pop off, like, 10 episodes, like, bi-weekly, you know, for a little while. Yeah, and that's pretty raw, man. You don't, like, you got, you just got a lot of stuff coming, you know? Like I mentioned, too, um, I don't think you've announced it yet, but again, this drops in the future, so <laughs> you're all right. But the couch interview, right? Yeah, 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 you can talk about it. Yeah, so that was the whole thing. You got the Lyrical Lemonade uh, interview, and you just did one Daily Chiefers, too, yesterday, right? Yeah, So that'll yeah, be dropping, yeah, uh, too. Yeah, so yeah. Like, how was it getting those interviews also from, like, you know, again, people at the top and just, like, really starting to get that validation and attention that you've been deserving? Um. No, it feels good, bro. You know, it's just uh, it's just like the start. It feels good. Um, it was a dope interview. It was cool to like go to the Lemonade headquarters. Uh, I'm a fan of what they do, man. You know, they're leaders in the, in the culture and in the city, and you know, it's cool to link up with them and 
and you know what I'm saying, join forces, do something, do something super dope. And um, yeah, it feels good. The Daily Chiefest thing was cool too. Actually, that dude, uh, I met him in Pittsburgh, like at the studio, and he heard the project and kind of heard about me, what I was doing in, in Pittsburgh, and that's how that happened. And it feels good, bro. You know, it feels good, like you know, when you, whenever you put out a piece of music. Um, just to have it be received like that and, you know, have people kind of, like, you know, reach out to you and want to help elevate your, your what you're doing, uh, it means a lot, you know, and I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it yeah, feels good. And you made the TikTok of, the, uh, of you going to Walmart to get the XXL mag placement, and that was pretty cool. And, again, it's just, like, a wholesome, like, organic moment of, like, being a person and kind of seeing where you're moving. Um, let's kind of now go back into like clarity. Let's go back to 2019, 2018. Uh, you were on tour with of the Friend. Um, you you were moving. You know what I mean. You were moving just as fine, and like you were getting you were getting fine. So how how did you like react to when everything just shut down and like there was nothing you could do? And I know that's a, a kind of an outdated question, but it's not um, considering like how you were moving. You know. Right. Um, what are you saying? Like how how I just kept it grooving during during the pandemic? Yeah, like not even like how you started moving a couple months after. Like really those first, like that March, that April, like that May. Like when shit really just started and shit was still kind of hitting the fan in a sense. Yeah. Like what was it like kind of seeing like, damn, okay, I just went on tour with a pretty big artist. And, you know, now I'm like everybody, like I'm stuck in the crib, you know? Yeah, well, it was crazy, bro. You know what I mean? Not like my life was crazier than anyone else's at that time, but, it, you know, it was crazy. Like, I popped off my project, Clarity. I started dropping the songs in January, and um, I was releasing them, like, bi-weekly and everything, and, you know, I dropped that. I dropped Clarity, like, May... It was actually... I think it was, like, May 22nd, 2020. And... um it was like that was the product that popped up, you know, and it was cool. And but at the same time, it was kind of tough just not being able to like go outside and appreciate it for what it was. But then when we could go outside again, I definitely like felt the love, and a lot of people would know like they were like, "Man, I love that song, One AM that you did." And you know, it, it was cool to see like the reaction of some clarity joints. And now when I'm putting together my sets and everything, I also realized like I never really got the chance to perform clarity live, you know. And when I was on tour none of the Clarity songs were done. And, you know, I finished Clarity right when I got home from tour, like September, October, November, and I started putting it out at the top of 2020. And, uh, yeah, yo, it was just crazy like that. And, um, but like I said, man, if you're making a bunch of fire music, you kind of got to get used to, like, detaching from it a little bit and just, uh, you know, keep making classic music and, you know. Yeah, man. And, like, Wow, who who did you make Clarity with? Like, did you make that in all in Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made that with Neto. Shout out to Neto. Um, that's all I made Clarity with. Um, we made that all together, man. Yeah, all here in Chicago. Um, there's a lot, a lot of instruments on it. It's a pretty meticulous project. Like, it's really dope instruments on it. Really dope. Uh, the beats are dope, and uh, a lot of dope intros and outros. It's a dope project. What was it? Uh, what was it like touring with Coda? It was raw as hell. Coda's amazing, you know. I'm actually like putting together, like, hopefully gonna go on tour again. And you know, touring with Coda was raw as hell because it was my first tour. 
and I think he's like he's like a really really great artist for me to tour with, and his fans were incredible and like just really really good people, and uh, you know it, it's uh it was special, you know. And now when I'm putting together like looking at these other tours, I'm like man. I just know they're not going to be as good as that Coda tour, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy to say, but, uh, you know, that's how good it was, man. And he, he was a really good dude. He was welcoming, and, you know, I know he appreciated, like, what we brought to the table, and it was cool, man. It was, it was really dope. It was my first tour, you know, dope mini dream come true, you know? Yeah, bro. And um, since now that, like, Made With Love has been out, um you've been in the studio like you, you didn't really leave the studio you've been making music even before the rollout i've been in a lot of the sessions and um just talk about the grind you're in the middle of right now man in terms of just like banging out songs just piling them up and then and, and seeing where you're gonna land with it yeah you know it's just all gas no breaks man you know and just uh like i said bro, it's getting better that's really the goal right now just being in the studio getting better making music all the time and you know, it's just, uh, there's nothing better to do in 24 hours besides make some music, bro. So, you know, that's just what time it is right now. And, you know, not really worried about, like, how I'm going to package it together, you know, what happens with all that. And, yeah, you know, just, just, just locked in, making a lot of dope shit right now, you know. And uh, it's not necessarily, like, like, a grind, you know. It doesn't really feel like a grind, you know, and... That's a really good feeling, you know, because you, you definitely have, you know, ups and downs in your career, which it really does feel like a grind. And right now, you know, whether it's studio session at midnight to 5 a.m. or whether it's, uh, you know, 10 a.m., like, it never feels like a grind. It's just, it just feels like really like, you know, like I said, there's nothing better than I should be doing right now, you know, and that's, that's a good feeling. Yeah. And, I mean, what do you kind of have, like, up on your head in terms of, like, future plans if any that you're comfortable kind of sharing like what do you what's kind of on your like docket of like hmm, this is something i really want to tackle or like, this opportunity is intriguing you know besides what you were saying earlier about like going on a potential tour bro i'm just addicted to getting better i really am like i'm just addicted to making that project that's the best version of me you know that's why i want to put in a lot of work and just like really well round my sound and and you know be the best jams that i could be and you know, I'm really ready to do that. And, you know, I'm so energized in that in that capacity. And, you know, I'm just really, like, full force and just addicted to, to getting better. And um, I know I'm, like, the small percentage of my real potential right now. And, you know, I'm just addicted to hitting that full potential. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just, you know, what's going on in my head right now, you know, <laughs> and if it feels good. So what's your like process like when you start your day and you know you got to go hit a session at classics with app or like you know you, you're even gonna make songs in the crib or wherever right like what is there like a mental process that you have to that is it you know other than just being your routine at this point or like you know how do you like mentally kind of prepare to be like making your your music um that's a good question um you know like when i made made with love you know, it's, it's really important to be like, you know, just to be gauging your energy and realize where you're at with everything. And, you know, I think a lot of people just want to like work, 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 work. And that's how like your music gets stale and everything. At least for me, you know, a lot of people could do all that. And, 
um, I could do that too. And, you know, I like to do that, but you just got to apply the energy to the right place. Like my creative process, it's not like, it's not much of a process, bro. Just go in there and do your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're always kind of just in that zone and, and that's kind of a process within itself. Like not overthinking the process. Like, you know what I mean? Not, not thinking like everything needs to be so right or so perfect to, to do this shit. Oh, I show up to the studio and it's 10 people in here and they're talking too much. Like, Instead of kicking them out, it's like leave them in here. Like I'll probably be in another situation like this in a little bit. Let me prepare for that shit right now. You know what I mean? Uh, y'all, there's just like me and dude in here, and like you know, there's a little issue with the headphone. Like, man, fuck it. Like, let's not wait for the new head. Like, let's just work with it. Let's make it happen. You know? And that's kind of like my creative process right now. You know? And just like that feels real, 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 like productive and efficient, and just like and light. You know, and I think that's important when you create, man, just to have no sludge on you. It's like, <laughs> when you lose some drugs or something, you know, you do some shrooms or something, you got to make sure you don't got no stress in your life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, when you're creating this shit, you know, you just kind of take that deep breath and, you know, put your guts and, like, your intuition on the table and, you know, how you how you really feeling, you know? Yeah, like, just... I want to speak on your creativity too because like i've been around a fair amount of artists and it's like everyone's different but you're like you stand out as someone who's just like always chasing like creative ideas not kind of settling on like you know the version of the idea from yesterday but like playing on making it stronger for tomorrow i don't know that that might sound a little like some shroom talk but like the whole point of like you're never settling in a lot of ways with like the creative process of being an artist and like all the other things, not just with music, you know, uh, videos, uh, content ideas, you know, etc. And like, I want you to kind of hone in on how like you allow that in yourself and like how you do that, you know? Um, I don't know. It's kind of just natural, you know what I'm saying? I can't sell the socks, you know, but no, I don't, I don't know. Like I just, uh, like I said, bro, I think I'm just addicted to getting better and, like, I'm addicted to, like, seeing my vision come full circle, you know? I feel like, I feel like I'm really far away from that, you know? And, um, it's going to take some time to get there. And, um, yeah, it's just, like, I, I think the ideas and pushing things forward and, you know, trying new things. I also don't really, like, watch how too many people move. You know, I like to move my own way and, you know, uh, I don't really like absorb too much shit from from too many other people. Um, you know, I like to you know kind of stay in my own head like that, and you know always absorb the right things and shit like that. But um, yeah, yo, just really being addicted to like you know making it as big as it could be, and you know getting these ideas and seeing the light of day, and you know the better the people are that you work with, um, you know the closer you are to really like manifesting the true vision that you have in your head and. Um, you know, it takes like a whole team to make all that shit happen. And I think that's a big reason my stuff's gotten a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot like better. And you know, why you could like sit there and, and you know, like realize my creativity. It's like, so there's a lot of people with the creativity, right? And you just, you know, it takes like a really good team, um, you know, to, to bring the ideas out, you know, and then actually like have it see the light of day, you know? And I think I have a lot of that going on right now. Uh, like with the outdoor guys and you know with my music guys like Billy and Neto and Ed you know whoever it is you know just everybody that I'm doing things creatively with right now and um, you know yeah and like 
your attitude is something else that like a comparison to a lot of other people just stands out as like you're a really open dude you know what i mean every new person that i've seen in front of you you're like very open guy you know what i mean no ego there like you know chops it up with everybody dab up whatever and it's just like that kind of approach i feel like with you like it just kind of helps people be put on more and more and like people just want to get more and more like involved with what you make because it's just like you know that's just not the norm like people in the industry really know it's like people are really to themselves because like everyone's about that chatter you know but like you know as much as you're about your chatter like you're also about like having the right space for people to like create to be like themselves which is like you know that's more credit to you um i want to turn a little bit and talk about like what you're doing like when you're just not making music um when you just yourself um with whatever when you have spare time uh what are some hobbies you have i mean i know you like you know a little bit of fashion a little bit of streetwear uh i know you're doing the shoe thing uh but yeah, talk about like some stuff you like to collect, hobbies, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, no doubt. Well, yeah, I like fashion, I like five shit for show, I like the old school cars, I like comics, I like uh I don't know what else, man. I like uh I like food, I like smoothies, <laughs> you know, I like graphic design, I like dibbling, dabbling, have a little bit, you know. I'm really about to start producing a lot. But you start producing, man, yeah. Well, I already do produce, you know. I produced Fannie Mae on May with Love. I don't know if you know. Oh, I did not know that. That's hard, yeah. I know yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's on the track list and it's on like YouTube, like that. But yeah. outside of that, I don't think I've really told anybody that. But, um, exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive, exclusive. Heard it here first. <laughs> Drop the bomb. You don't have any sound effects over there. Uh, I mean, I can, you know, if that works. Oh, it's yeah. my water bottle, but <laughs> yeah, that works. That yeah. definitely works. Um, that's pretty hard, bro. I did not know all that. That's that's dope. So, like, how are like, what's the attention there? Like, in terms of like starting to produce, like, are you gonna really put like time and effort and use like you know your you know Billy and App, like people around you that have done it and made that top, like you know how you mm-hmm. get better um, energy yeah yeah my bad I just ate a piece of chocolate on accident um, no you're good you're good <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> dude forgot he was on on mic bro <laughs> mm-hmm. hang on one sec mm-hmm. what'd you get um, milk or dark chocolate what kind of chocolate do you eat you know the Hershey's with the toffee in it. Cause you're you're a health to change the subject. You're a healthy dude. Like you cook. Like I see you cooking salmon with greens. Like you... Uh, yeah, you know how I get down, man. I'm a healthy dude. It's really important to be healthy, man. You know, I drink a lot of water and, and eat a lot of fruit and vegetables and cook a lot. And you know, it's important to be healthy, man. And we got respect our bodies and you know to to like you know. With all the weed we smoke and the lifestyle we live, you know, to really balance it all out, you got to do that shit, you know? And, uh, you know, sweat out the negative shit. I go on runs and, you know, I might wear a hoodie, get all that extra sweat out and, you know. Yeah. The boxer aesthetic tucked in, tucked into the sweats, rolled up above the ankles, the sweaty stained sneakers. Nah, I got. I actually got some new hokas. Um, okay. I got two pairs of hokas. Yeah, I take that running shit serious. 
I got a big boy bike too, man. Don't play with me, man. <laughs> so you trying to get on that Peloton shit or not? Uh, you don't see me on the Peloton. But yeah, I'm in shape, man. You know, I can't wait till like I hit these festivals and everything. But you know, the way I smoke, man, you know, I might smoke, you know, a few backwards a day or three, four backwards a day. You know, right now I'm on the final leaf, you know, shit like that. But the way I smoke, you know, I gotta move like that. You know, I got asthma too, actually. Yeah, I do know? too. So, um, before I go on stage, I always hit my inhaler and, you know, that adrenaline really pumps it. But yeah, I love, you know, I like, I like to feel good and I really don't not like to feel good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I feel you, bro, with the asthma and smoking shit because I have asthma too. Like, I got an inhaler with that shit. That's why you always see me with water because, like, you know, if I'm gonna boof, like, I gotta have that water there to kind of cool the throat down and make sure, like, I'm breathing straight. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's right. We gotta, bro. We gotta get on. We gotta play some basketball. Like, I, like whether it's for content for your vlogs, whatever. Like, we, we gotta go get some basketball. In. Like, I, what do you mean play basketball for content? <laughs> hey, I'm trying to hoop, bro. Like, I've been trying. To get, I've been trying to get that. That like, hey, we're on the same team. I don't care. I'm just trying to see how you're playing on the court, cause like you know how I am about basketball. So why why do you want to see me play basketball like that? I want to see what your game's like, bro. Just simple as that. Like I'm just trying well, to see what, what do you what do you on. think it's like? I don't know. I can see you being a one guard, uh, like drive to the paint, pass first, kind of like that's your offensive game, and you can just you have clamps. Like I definitely know you know how to play defense. You look like a guy who can play defense. Um. In terms of offense, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a mystery. Like, I, I don't know if you can shoot. I, I saw the finger roll at the Lyrical office. So, I know, you again, like, you can drive. Like, I think you're a guy who can dribble into the paint. But I want to know for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know for sure. And I don't think, like, you don't know what kind of game I got, bro. Like, you, you think I'm great. Like, you probably think I'm mids. <laughs> bro, my range is unmatched on the court, bro. Like, stop it. Is that Michael in the background over there? Nah, Michael. Nah, Michael's. I think he's in the conference room. I don't think he's. He's not. He's not in here. Um, uh, I heard someone in the background. Um, well, no, nah, I mean, man, you know, I appreciate that. You know, I think you're kind of throwing me a slight. You know, like you're, you're trying to keep it positive. You know, you're saying like you don't know what my offensive game is like, but you, you, you know, you're trying to keep it positive. Like you're really trying to say like I you probably I can play offense, but like I'd be really good at defense. You know, so I appreciate the slight, but I don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I didn't even. Uh, we chirp. can pull up and hoop whenever you want, bro. I don't give a fuck. Let's we go. Can pull up I mean, yeah. You want. When when I you saw know? the when I saw you had a basketball in your trunk, and I realized yeah. you were like that with basketball, I'm like, all right, bro. Like, you know, Julian's saying he's got people with a court. Like, let you know, we know Daniel. He's got a court doing pickup. Like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, because I don't know. Like when I would when I pull up with Tinley to the, to the Rocky basketball sessions, and we watch those dudes hoop. I, I just like think of like, damn, bro, I just miss playing pickup. Cause like when I grew up, like I played pickup at my local gym, like, you know, with dudes. Like I wasn't playing with like kids my age. I didn't like make my high school team. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I was playing, like everyone just gets fouled. It's physical as hell. You know what I mean? It's like old fashioned basketball. So it's like, I don't know. That's like, I'm competitive in that right too. Cause that shit gets, obviously it gets competitive. It's gym basketball. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. You want to tell them about the caddy? Or you want me to tell no. them about the caddy? No, we're not talking about that. So, so we're moving. Yeah, we're moving past the sad story. We're talking about his Cadillac. He and unfortunately R.I.P. to the Cadillac. But um, he's got a Mercedes now. You know what I'm saying? Big boy shit. Yeah. Big boy shit. Yeah. Foreign whips. Um, 
what else do you do? I mean, I asked you about hobbies, and you said smoothies. That that had me that had me giggling a little bit because I know I know you like you got a deep thing with smoothies, but um, talk about sneakers. Um, like, what are some of your favorite? Like, I asked this question to pretty much everybody. What are your favorite sneaker models, like ever? Like, if you like not colorway specific, just like yo, like a Dunk or one, whatever. I used to really, really love the Air Max ninety. Um, like that was what I always wore. That was like my go-to shoe. The white Air Max ninety with the gum sole. Um, but probably a Dunk Low, man. Um, probably a Dunk Low. Um, yeah, Nike Dunk Lows. Probably my favorite. Or just like you know, AF ones. Um, yeah, but that's probably like my favorite mold. Um. You know, I'm like I'm. I love sneakers, but I'm not like the biggest sneaker head. Um, but you know, I love sneakers. I like I like fashion. You know, I like streetwear. I don't really rock with like designer shit. I feel tacky wearing that shit. Um, not gonna catch you, you know. buying Yagas. You're not gonna be wearing the Balenciagas on your feet. Yeah, nah, definitely not. Definitely not. You know, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I just rock a bunch of uh, you know fire cakes like. You know, some stock X, you know what I said, I said, stock X, new shit, probably on the feet, but, you know, man, just, just uh, you know, I like, I like to buy kicks, man, you know, new kicks always make you feel good. I like hats a lot, too, like, I like new air hats, I like all those patches they put on the new shit. Mm-hmm. I like pants, you know, I like Stone Island, I like Subi, you know, um, what else, man, I don't, I don't know. Half Evil on the fifth, you know, like I'm the shit, bro. Oh yeah, shouts to Half Evil, my boy Sam. You know, I love that stuff. You know, I like, I, you know, I'm a big fan. I like people that really just do their own thing and you know do fire shit and you know the needles and you know the trendsetters and you know I'm a big fan of that. You know, I think whether it's music or fashion and you know just day to day work. You know, that's uh that always kind of bleeds through with whatever you're you know you're not like. Whatever you're making physical, whatever you're putting forward, you know, and uh, yeah, that's the type of shit I like, you know. Yeah, when it comes to clothes, you you definitely got like you got an impressive fitted collect, like the green uh, elbows. I don't even know how to like. I wasn't alive when that team was a thing, but um, you know what I'm talking about the green one. You performed in it on Saturday. That one's yeah, hard. the expo side. Expo, yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny hard. you say that too, because it's like so. It's like old, old people that are like, bro, that hat's crazy. You probably been <laughs> with me like ten times when that's happening. Nah, you know? bro. The, you remember the delivery, dude? Like the guy was dropping off shit on Wednesday, like the Wednesday before the show, and he he pulled up and he had the delivery. And he's like, oh, you guys got some crazy wit, you know? He was all like jazzed yeah. up about the fucking yeah. hats we had on our heads and like, yeah. He was yeah, saying Kendall yeah. shit was hard because it was just like it was white socks. That shit was funny. Um, but yeah, you do got yeah. like a fitted. How long have you liked the fitted hat thing? Like how long have you been going with fitted? Man, I've always liked the fitted. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say it, but I might have brought the fitted back. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just playing. But now, I've been, I mean, I've been rocking the fitted. Like, you know, I've been rocking fitted since like 2017. You know, I don't some like I haven't stopped rocking him since, you know what I'm saying? Um I said, you know, I used to always rock the socks fitted and shit like that. Um now it's cool, like it's a, it's like the best time ever for fitted hats, you know, everybody putting the super fly patches on them and shit like that. Um but they get like a little disproportionate sometimes with the patches, like a little lumpy. Um but 
Yeah, I, I like I like the house a lot. It'd be like a dream to do a collaboration with New Era. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna actually put that forward right now. I will do a collaboration with New Era, a jam New Era hat, and it's gonna be raw as hell, and that's gonna happen. Yeah, bro. The Jams logo on a New Era would be hard. That would be hard. Do you do like snapbacks too? Like, are you like, can you do a snapback hat? Yeah, I mean, I could do anything. Bro. Yeah, like I pretty much I like could, I could I could probably beat you in a game of twenty one if you if I, if you started twenty to nothing. That's that's cap. You, not only not can understand. I not only not only can I pull out the snapback cap, I can do anything. <laughs> he he went from hats to back to basketball like. People out there got to understand, like, him and I have been gotten this little friendly back and forth about basketball since we were at, what what pizza place was that? No, I don't know, bro. It was, it was like a couple, it was when you got the tattoo or whatever, but it was, it was like, we, we got to get, we got to figure that out. Like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, what else, man? Um, I don't really got too much, bro. I, I think we, we've kind of hit all the bases, to be honest, um, that I have. So, my I guess my last question is like, where, what's next? You know what I mean? Like now we're at today. Like all these media things are out. Made with Love is out. You know, halfway through the summer. Like what? What are the goals for the rest of twenty twenty for you? Um, twenty twenty one. Not bad. Twenty twenty one. My goals are. I think I'm gonna put out another project in twenty twenty one, bro. Oh, you know, shit. I've been making so much music and like. I go crazy in the fall time. Like fall is like, like the second the leaves turn, and you can kind of like smell fall in the air. And like you know, I, I I make a lot of music, and you know I get really selfish with my time. And you know I wouldn't be surprised if you know by the end of October, um, you know I'm, I'm releasing new music, or you know even in September I'm releasing some new music, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, if it's not a new project, I'm definitely gonna release like a lot more music in this year. And, you know, the tour would be a major focus. And, man, just getting better, bro. You know, getting better and just elevating shit, staying healthy, staying focused, and, you know, staying away from these distractions. Merch, man. I mean, the stuff you've been making recently, too, is that, like, that's going to be cool if you put out an album like that. It's just, like, it's just so, it's different. Like, that's going to be raw. Um, Yeah. Yeah, bro, I mean... I just gotta say, like, keep being you, bro. Uh, thank you for treating the people that work with you the way you do. Because um, that shit is a real, real nice pleasure in terms of how you just take care of people. Um, those people, my friends, and other people that I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a real, really dope experience working with you. So, um, you know, tell people where they can, you know, find your music. Tell people where they can find your social medias. Uh, what do you want? What's, like, the last thing you want people to hear? Um, man, well, you know, um, last thing I want people to hear is, man, go listen to that made with love, go smoke one, and, you know, give me that time of day. I know my, you know, this music is, uh, is special, and, you know, go cruise one to that, uh, even if you don't smoke, you know, just get in the car, and, you know, go cruise that, you know, front to back, one through 11, I promise you're gonna feel really good after you listen to that. And, um, yeah, you can find me on, uh, Instagram at J-A-M-S-T-F-C. And you can find me anywhere, man, in Jams, T-F-C, Jams, the Flavor Child. Uh, you know, my music's everywhere. J 
Jams Worldwide, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Jams, thanks for joining me, bro, um, for this episode of the Culture Capture Spotlight Podcast. Tune in next week for a new episode.